Where's my chocolate egg gone? I sincerely doubt that. You sure you haven't seen it? Yeah, the one you bought me. Which I must say was a lot smaller than the one I bought you. Oh yeah, quality over quantity, huh? Well, thanks for leaving the little tag on mine then. Sorry I couldn't disguise the M&S one on yours. So, you don't know where it is? Well, have you told your beak that? Because there is an immense amount of chocolate on it. In fact, it's all over your face. Yeah, thought that might shut you up. Well, I think you better pop off and find me some chocolate then to replace it, young man. I know you've got a stash somewhere. Right, button first, then chocolate. Thank you. Klaus Tober, the designer responsible for creating Catan, has passed away at the age of 70 following a brief and severe illness. In a press release from Catan Studios, the company behind the release of the family board game confirmed that Tober had passed away on April the 1st. The news has come as a shock considering the designer had been creating new expansions and versions of Catan that are set to be released later this year. In response to Toba's death, Catan Studios released a statement calling the Catan creator a legendary figure in the board gaming industry, who had not only designed one of the most well-known tabletop series in modern history and will continue to inspire generations of gamers for years to come. Toba designed Catan, then called Settlers of Catan, back in 1995, having previously designed several lesser-known tabletop titles such as Barbarossa in 1988 and Hoity Toity in 1990. Catan has become one of the most popular board games released in the past 30 years, winning the coveted Spiel de Jahr Award in 1995, the most prestigious award in the tabletop industry. With the series enduring to this day thanks to over 50 expansions, spin-offs and revised versions of the title being published since its launch. Toba's family has respectfully requested privacy in order to grieve his passing and appreciates the outpouring of support and condolences during this difficult time. Catan Studios encourages players to honour Klaus, his memory, by being kind to one another, pursuing your creative passions fearlessly, and enjoying a game with your loved ones. Star Wars is getting yet another collectible tabletop game, and it's out soon! Star Wars Rivals follows in the wake of various collectible and expandable games set in a galaxy far, far away over the last few decades including card and dice game Star Wars Destiny, Eric Lang's living card game Star Wars The Card Game, and Star Wars The Trading Card Game, designed by Magic the Gathering creator Richard Garfield. Well, this time, it's Funko Games' turn to adapt the sci-fi behemoth into a game designed with endless expansions and releases in mind. Star Wars Rivals splits its two players into the opposing light and dark sides of the Force, with the ability to build a team of famous faces from across the movies and their extended universe. The players will be competing to take control of location cards in the middle of the table. Just control the most locations and you'll win. 
To do so, players will be able to use each character's three unique action cards, which combine into a single deck of cards. Gameplay also includes dice rolling, although Funko is yet to detail exactly how the game plays from turn to turn. As you'd expect from the company, best known for Funko Pops, Star Wars Rivals will include dozens of models across its $20 Premier starter set, which includes Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Clone Wars Asajj Ventress and Clone Commander Cody, along with 12 locations, a die, cards and all the tokens and gubbins you need to play and individual $5 character booster packs, which come with each character's miniature, ability cards and die, an extra location, and any additional tokens, the booster packs can be freely combined with the Premier set, or thrown together into custom squadrons of characters. The miniatures, however, won't be Funko's signature big-headed pops, instead opting for a new stylized, cartoony take on characters ranging from the latest trilogies Finn and Rey to C-3PO, Emperor Palpatine and Boba Fett. A number of characters have also been shown to have transparent blue hologram variants, including Leia, Yoda, Snoke and Ahsoka Tano alongside their regular figures. Star Wars Rivals saw a limited pre-release at Star Wars Celebration last weekend, ahead of its release in some Walmart stores in the US on, you guessed it, May the 4th. After that, it's expected to be widely available from June. A UK tabletop publisher, Naylor Games, has stepped in and taken control of defunct studio inside the boxes, assets and IPs. This includes co-op board game sequel Subterra 2 and ambitious gamebook Alba. Naylor Games has revealed its plans to try and fulfil Kickstarter backers' missing games, a bite with a less than ideal solution. We reported about Inside the Box board games back in February when they declared themselves to be insolvent and in the process of liquidation. This followed accusations of unpaid staff, missing wages and owed redundancy pay worth thousands at the start of the year. The London-based board game maker had previously raised over 1.1 million on Kickstarter across eight successful crowdfunding campaigns for projects including 2017's co-op board game Subterra and its sequel, which together amassed more than £600,000, and its latest project, open-world gamebook Alba, back to the tune of almost £273,000 by over 10,000 people back in February 2021. However, at the time of its liquidation, many Kickstarter backers were still left without copies of the games they had backed years earlier, including Subterra 2, Inferno's Edge, Alba, Narrative Puzzler, Crypt X, and underwater worker placement board game Aquanauts. Naylor Games has acknowledged that backers of Subterra 2, Alba, Crypt X and Aquanauts have been left rightfully frustrated and angry by their unfulfilled Kickstarter pledges, promising to try to make this as right as possible while setting realistic expectations about what the possible solution could be. Naylor revealed that while not every add-on offered via the Kickstarter campaigns was manufactured before Inside the Box's demise, English language copies of Subterra 2, Cryptex and Aquanauts, along with expansions and reprinted copies of the original Subterra, had been produced but not shipped to backers. The existing stock allocated for backers has been safeguarded, so backers would not need to pay for the same games twice. 
However, the publisher said that backers would need to pay for shipping again in order to receive their games, as Inside the Box had consumed the previous money paid for shipping fees. The publisher offered an alternative option for backers to donate the value of their games, with money raised by the sale of any donated games split between charities and Naylor Games to help cover the cost of handling fulfilment of the missing games. Naylor Games have admitted, I know for many this will be far from an ideal situation. Citing the publisher's relatively modest resources and need to remain sustainable as prime reasons that it couldn't cover the shipping costs itself. While shipping the printed games is possible for Inside the Box's board game projects, Naylor Games said that the situation was different with regards to the studio's open-world adventure book, Alba. There is, to our knowledge, no Alba stock at all, Naylor wrote. This was a much-loved concept and deserved to see the light of day in physical form one day, but the journey there will be much longer and less certain. Naylor said that the new publisher had contacted the game book's original creative team with the hopes of exploring future options for the project. You know we love a bit of Unmatched here at Meeple Minded HQ. Well, the next entries in the Unmatched board game series have been announced. Brains and Braum is the next Marvel expansion for Unmatched featuring Spider-Man, She-Hulk and Doctor Strange. Though the expansion is based on the comic book versions of the characters, all are probably more well known for their appearances in various film and or television adaptations over recent years. And as well as Brains and Brawn, Restoration Games has also announced another unmatched expansion. Sun's Origin is an upcoming expansion containing two decks, designed by runners-up to a competition the company ran. The expansion introduces two playable characters inspired by two real-life Japanese warriors. Tomo Gozen, a female Onomusha from the late Hein period, and Oda Nobunaga, a daimyo during the Sengoku period. Brains and Brawn is set to be released sometime in Q3, while Sun's Origin will arrive in Q4. Did you like Terra Mystica? You did. Well, do you fancy a more challenging? and varied version of that design? You do? Well, in August this year, Fuel and Spiel and Capstone Games will release Age of Innovation, a Helga Ostertag design that is described as a standalone game set in the world of Terra Mystica. Twelve factions, each with unique characteristics, populate this world of varying terrains. Here you will compete to erect buildings and merge them into cities. Each game allows you to create new combinations of factions, homelands and abilities so that each game isn't the same as another. You control one of these factions and will terraform the game's map's terrain into your homelands where you can erect your buildings. Proximity to other factions may limit your expansion, but it also gains you significant advantages in the game. This tension adds to the appeal of the Terra Mystica series. So upgrade your buildings to gain valuable resources such as tools, scholars, money and power. Build schools to advance in different sciences and collect books, which can you use to make innovations. Build your palace to gain a powerful new ability, or build workshops, guilds and universities to complete your culture. Early playtesters have commented that Age of Innovation is Terra Mystica on steroids. With 12 different book abilities, coupled with 16 stronghold abilities, then throw in 7 asymmetric colour boards. This can lead to... Um, hang on. Add the 7, carry the 4, divide that, take that away. 
1,344 different factions, and don't get me started on the 18 different innovations that can be added into the fold. As you can tell, this game probably won't be one for the uninitiated, and aimed specifically at diehard Terra Mystica fans. Mind you, if your Terra Mystica is a bit above and beyond for yourselves, you should always try out Terra Nova first, a simplified version of Terra Mystica, and work your way up. And talking of Terra Mystica, the actual screen adaptation rights have been picked up for the game from the same production company that have the rights to the terraforming Mars screen adaptations. Cobalt Knight, a production company co-founded by Christopher Kaminsky and Christopher Knox that acquired the rights to a terraforming Mars film adaptation back in November 2022, have now obtained the rights to Terra Mystica and its sci-fi sequel, Gaia Project. Terra Mystica, for those who have no idea what I'm on about, is a fantasy board game released back in 2012 for two to five players that's set in a fictional kingdom inhabited by various species, races and factions. Split into seven different types of environments, including deserts, plains, forests and lakes, the world of Terra Mystica sees players taking control of one of 14 different groups, each of whom have their own unique advantages. Though no details regarding the plot, cast or release date of a Terra Mystica film and or TV series have been revealed just yet, Kaminsky commented that the production company would avoid straying too far away from its source material. Kaminsky also commented we will continue to work with the designers to ensure we remain faithful stewards of their vision throughout the process of adapting their worlds to the screen. The lords of big boxes of plastic with hefty price tags, Simon, have done it again with their latest Kickstarter campaign for Zombicide White Death. In just a day after its launch, the project has already surpassed its goal of $200,000 by raising over $830,000 from eager backers and verging on the $1.2 million mark as of recording. This comes as no surprise given the immense popularity of the previous instalments in the Zombicide franchise and indeed any IP that Simon tends to churn out. Nicholas Rout, one of the game's designers, explained that while the team wanted to stay true to what players love about the Zombicide fantasy universe, they also wanted to introduce new characters, mechanics and parts of the world. Enter Zombicide White Death, a game that takes players far from the sunny western towns of previous games and into the cold, icy and besieged city of Wintergrad. In addition to the snow-covered urban environment, including ramparts and battlement walkways, Zombicide White Death introduces new intelligent humanoid-animal hybrid species, including the mystical canine people called Kenshan and the cat people known as Kanra. These new characters bring with them exciting new abilities and mechanics that add a fresh layer of depth to the game. One of the most exciting new features of Zombicide White Death is the freeze mechanic. This allows survivors to temporarily immobilise zombies, giving them a chance to escape or take them out more easily. This combined with the new setting and updated rules promises to make for even more thrilling and challenging experience than ever before. As with all Simon Kickstarter campaigns, backers can expect a wealth of exclusive content, new survivors, zombies and other exciting bonuses. The campaign is set to run for several more weeks until April the 27th, giving fans plenty of time to get in on the action and secure their copy of Zombicide White Death, and indeed, save up. 
and we're heading on over to Board Game Geek Top 5 Hotness. So these games on the list may already be out, due to come out or crowdfunding at the moment. It tends to be a list based on what people are searching for over on Board Game Geek right now and as of recording. And 5. We have Terminus. On Kickstarter at the moment, sees you and your opponents being hired by the city to build new subway lines and commercial developments. In 4 is Evacuation, and it pretty much does what it says on the box. The sun's getting hotter, time for mankind to bail. So dismantle the fully functional economy that you've got and get the hell out of Dodge in 4 rounds. In 3 is Jerusalem. Anno Domini, popping into the top 5 this week, which seems appropriate after the Easter weekend. The game's easy representing one of the communities following Jesus around the time of the Last Supper. And 2 is Earth, retaining its space in the top 5 as the open world game allowing you to shape our world over thousands of years of evolution. Bit different to the last game. In one is Age of Innovation. We've already mentioned it in the news already. The Terra Mystica on steroids has diehard fans clambering for more information on the game as it hits the BGG's top spot. And we're heading on over to crowdfunding. And this week we're over on Kickstarter for a game called Nova Roma by Half a Kingdom. It's designed by Stan Korditsky, who's responsible for Dice Hospital, Endless Winter, Lockup and Resurgence, with artwork by one of my favourite artists, the Miko, famous for his artwork in the North Sea, West Kingdom and South Tigris trilogies. It's for one to four players, it's going to take an hour to two hours to play. In 324 AD, Emperor Constantine selected the ancient city of Byzantium on the shores of the Bosphorus to become the site of his new capital. He named it Nova Roma, which means New Rome. To establish his magnificent new capital, the Emperor summoned his most trusted patricians and tasked them with a variety of duties. With the Emperor's tireless support, this incredible task was accomplished in just six years. In Nova Roma, you are the head of an ancient and noble Roman house, helping Emperor Constantine in establishing his new capital. This competitive Euro game features a unique pattern-building grid activation game mechanism, so deploy your family members and retainers to accomplish a variety of goals. Procure building materials, construct palaces, secure sea routes, race in the Hippodrome and attract population to the new city. You earn VP for a wide variety of tasks and at the end of the game, the family that has done the most to please Emperor Constantine will be the recipient of untold riches and eternal fame. And there's two pledges available. The Patrician Pledge gets you the game with all the upgrades for £48 or $59, whereas the Emperor Pledge comes with a game and a neoprene player map for £64 or $79. Well, chap, looks like you've been holding out on me. Green and blacks, we are being quite posh, aren't we? Well, I'm going to enjoy this. Nah, no, of course you can have some, mate. Say goodbye, and we can sit, watch the latest Mandalorian episode, and indulge in lots of chocolate. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week.